0: 3, two, one. Love that intro, love it. Thank you to my wonderful daughter Courtney for making that for us. You know, I say it like she actually did it for free, don't I? I mean, we did have to pay (laughs) her. We did, and she made sure she collected. She held out her hand right away. Where's my? Oh yeah. Oh, she did the same thing to me. She's like, "Where's my money?" She's like, "You want this file emailed to you?" She'd make a great little terrorist because she's like, "You want the file emailed?" Pay up. Pay the ransom, you'll get the video, Dad. Pay the ransom, you'll get the video.
1: (laughs) She she just sits there. That's right.
0: That's right. So welcome to Monday Night Dennis and Andy's show. Uh, We are going to be joined here soon by Art Taber, who uh, everybody should know because he's been in the business forever and uh he's worked on major stuff uh i first discovered art's work actually on superman did you know that dennis you worked on superman
1: i did yes
0: yep so i discovered it on superman where he was doing finishes over dan jurgens and then after that he went to marvel where he just blew up into the art to bear um i've had the pleasure of working with art before he inked me on a, on a few gigs over at Marvel that were X-related. One was The Strong Guy Reborn, uh, issue of X-Factor. i trying to think what else. Did he ink X? No, he didn't ink the X-Force. X-Factor. He did X-Factor. Uh, he inked my X-Factor. He inked The Strong Guy Reborn. I think that was it. We haven't worked together that much, but, you know, enough. So, you know, he's he's a good chat. He's a good guy. When he gets his butt in here running late, I'm going to scold him for that. Boy, he knows how he knows how to get his comics turned in on time, but does not know how to uh, show up to a podcast on time. So there you have it. How's your weekend, Dennis? So we're just going to shoot the shit until Art shows up.
1: Yeah, no, it was a good weekend. Elizabeth's birthday, so we went up to Greensboro and. And hung out with her for her birthday. It was a great day. Oh, that's so nice. Of course, we always hit the, the web flea market on the way up. But you know what? Not a single comic book in the entire flea market. Very, very sad. I picked up comics yesterday. I'll show what I got since uh, we got the time
0: to kill. I got Star Slayer number one by Mike Grell. I've always liked Mike's work. I have issue two. I've been looking for number one, so I got me a number one. That's a good comic. Thank you. I got Final Crisis, number seven, because I just discovered my uh, one of my favorite artists, Doug Monkey, drew it. I didn't even realize it. And, of course, it's a book that is a key issue because it's the first appearance of a version of Superman. So I had to pay a little more for it. It couldn't be like issue one through six, which are cheap, but it's worth it because it's Doug. And then I got, and I've been looking for this for two and a half years, House of Mystery. It has a beautiful Neil Adams cover with the first story is by Neil printed from Neil Adams pencils. So I've been looking for it for two years. This friend of ours in town, had a sale at his house. He has a huge collection. He sets up the cons. He had a sale at his house. And um, he, out of all the Silver Silverade stuff, he had one issue of House of Mystery, and it was the one I needed. So would you say that's serendipitous?
1: I know. That's actually really good timing. That was That was good. Good that you went back for the second day. That's true. But would you say that it's serendipitous? Did I use that word properly? You did. You did. And it was great. Yeah.
0: You did fine. There's no hyperbole there.
1: Oh, no, don't go there. Oh, don't hyperbole. There. As
0: yeah. as Dennis, you know, Dennis grew up in a rich family. He had cable in the 80s and a computer in the 80s. So he likes to say hyperbole.
1: I did. I do. Yeah. And and we did. But but that's because when when back then it was cable vision, they opened up literally right across the street from us. And in order to get people to have to pay for cable, they went door to door with a clipboard and said, hey, we're your new neighbors across the street. Pay for TV that you're getting for free. And of course, they offered us a deal. And my dad signed up. Uh And hence of MTV.
0: Oh, very nice.
1: I was actually on and watched it. So I was like, yeah, that also dates me. But yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that they literally opened up across the street, probably wouldn't have happened.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, I picked up some books. I didn't bring mine down with me uh, at there as well. But, you know, I did pick up the X-Men 307 uh, Pressman gold one. Nice slab, one of 9.4. Um, they're hard to come by. Yeah. I already had a – yeah, I picked up a, I picked up a GI Joe number one uh, that was mm-hmm. slabbed. And uh, that was – you know, I used to have them all raw. I don't know if I have them. any. I know I got rid of most of my GI Joe. So I just thought, I don't know, saw it, kind of figured. Akira, Akira number two, I had used to collect – I had the entire run – when we moved, that was one of them that I wound up getting rid of. So now I'm slowly going back and recollecting Akira. And, of course, now they're way more expensive. I should just hang.
0: You should get the collections. That's, that's what you should comics. get. You should just get the collections of Akira.
1: Yeah, you know me. I'm a floppy. I just got to collect the originals. <laughs> hey, Dennis, I've heard you're a floppy. I that's know. sad.
0: I know, you know there's I, there's I, there's I, medication for that. <laughs> what color? I wouldn't know. What color medication? Yeah.
1: The little blue pill, Dennis. Oh, okay. All right. I like I said, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh excellent. Yeah, what are you doing? So, you know, I do have collected volumes, you know, like like the X-Men and stuff like that. So I do have some, but I like all the originals. So I tend not to uh, get too many of the uh, graphic novels, but there are some good ones.
0: Well, good evening, Ted. Thank you for joining us. Art should be here very soon. Hey, Ted. Yeah, no, I, I picked up a Cyberfrog Um Oh my God. I, oh, already up books. I already forgot the name of that Cyber Frog uh, from the 1996 Harris Comics. I forgot. Oh, Reservoir. Reservoir. Frog. Oh, I can't remember. It's an issue. It's a Cyber Frog number one. <clears throat> um, and the cool thing about it, I didn't show you, is the front cover, it's a wraparound cover, but it's a jam piece. So the front, Ethan drew Cyber Frog. And on the back cover, Eric Larson drew Heather. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that until I got home and took it out and, you know, opened it. I was like, oh, damn, a jam cover. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Awesome. And then I got a Jungle Action 24 starring Black Panther, which I was looking at going, this looks so familiar. And I looked at my database on my phone and I was like, son of a bee. It's not on the database. I probably don't have it. I'll get it. And then I came home with it and looked, and I have it. So I could probably actually message uh, JT privately and be like, dude, I have it. Can I swap it? And he'd let me because he's a cool guy.
1: Chances are I don't have it. Yeah, I'll take it off your hand. Chances are I don't have it. I'll, I'll double check. Sweet. Well, you know, what we can do while we're waiting for art to show up, we can talk about our Wednesday and Friday episodes up front instead of doing it at the end. This this Wednesday, you know, we're going to be doing, obviously, what we usually get, what the boys get new this week.
0: Yep, what the boys get.
1: And I just finished reading uh, The Avengers, um, Issues 39 to
0: 42.
1: 42. Hey, it is. It's a great omnibus. I got one. And then I got uh, the Age of Apocalypse X-Men and I got a bunch of the uh, of uh, the masterpiece. So I'm uh, the original masterpieces and stuff. And of course, all the original ones, which is what I prefer. But, you know, these are really well done, even on the interior since we'll, you know, I got bookmarks and stuff because, you know, they recolored them and stuff like that. They're very beautiful. Wait, they recolored that stuff? They do do a nice search. These are really nice. They, I didn't know they recovered yeah. it. i thought it was just printed just like well, the comics. It could be nice just paper. printed. I'll let you take a look at it. Because that print, because that if you look at the print here, I'll hold it up. Yeah.
0: I mean, it looks like the original just on slick paper.
1: But it's not pixelated.
0: Well, I know because it's on slick paper. Oh, is that what you're going with? Yeah. Well, I don't think it's recolored. I think it. No, seriously, I don't think it's recolored. I'd have to look anyway. At
1: it. And we're gonna We're gonna. Okay. We're gonna review the Avengers uh, storyline because it's the Phoenix. We've been talking about it over the last, you know, couple of months, and I've I said I was going to wait to read it, and uh, I read it, and I think there's a couple more, but I really wanted to get into it now. So I've got my opinion form, I'm going to let Andy borrow them, and he's going to read them. So uh, we're going to do that on Wednesday. Nice. Um, we'll a little comic
0: book review.
1: The reviews on that. We've got two. Yep. And we're doing um, – well, we're going to have WandaVision. Yep. And um, the other thing is we've got two comic books – that are I think this week the the uh, the two independents are both Image, um, Black Radiant and Deep Beyond. Uh, so I finished those, and we're going to give our reviews on on those. So um, that's what we're going to be doing on on this week's shows. Deep Beyond, oh
0: Black Radiant, that's that new superhero one, right? I think. What was that? Black Radiance, the new
1: superhero one, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to read those. Um, yeah. I, I literally just finished it before we, we hopped out. <clears throat> I, I, I finished it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything. Until yeah, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Nope, nope. I don't want to spoil taint your image of it. Don't touch my tank.
0: I want to nope. read it myself. I want to read it myself. And my weekend was pretty good. Um I, had a, I did a fun live stream last night with uh, on Ethan's channel. With uh, let's see if I can remember everybody that was on. It was a bunch of us. Uh, oh, Robert says, "Sup guys, what's hey, up, Robert?" Robert? Um, so it was it was Ethan, myself, Charlie's London, uh, Art Bear came on, uh, Shane Davis came on, John Malin came on. Dan Fragge came on. Patrick Parnell came on. and it was good. Uh, we ran to about we ran for five and a half hours to 1:30 in the morning and uh, I had to get up at seven. So I was tired. So I took a nap with my weighted blanket this afternoon once I finished my work. And let oh. me tell you, Dennis, you don't know what a nap is until you take a nap with a weighted blanket. It wraps you up and
1: you feel like a little baby burrito
0: all snuggled.
1: I do not know what it would feel like. I do not take naps ever.
0: You know, Dennis, when we do our show on Wednesday and you're over here and we you know how we sit next to
1: each other. That weighted blanket would drape over both of us nicely. You know the the problem is your studio's already like a hundred degrees. That would kill I could chill me. it down.
0: I can chill it down so we can be under the weighted blanket together. (laughs) No, no, not happening. What about my Superman snuggie? You can wear my Superman snuggie. You got a Superman snuggie. Yeah. It's right over. Yeah. It's on my chair over there in the corner. I.
1: Yeah. I can see you in your super. Oh my God. Uh, uh, Taking my eyes out. It's good. It's good. Hey, uh, hey Ted and Robert you, and anybody else who's on there, we've been having a little bit of uh, glitches. We don't know. We think it might be spectrum because Andy and I are both out of Charlotte. So if let us know if you guys are getting any lag that's on there. There's not much we can do. But I was having yeah, let us problems. Know. And Andy was having problems. So just let us know if you guys are. <laughs>
0: like that Dennis just froze so We're let us know if you guys idiot. see that yeah let us know if you guys see any of that freezing up um well until art gets here i just texted him again you know if he didn't live in texas i don't know if i could be friends with him anymore but he lives well, in
1: texas so is he in one of the, is he in a part of texas where they're having problems he was but he was on the stream last night he has his power back so okay, unless
0: something happened. I don't know about earlier today. He said he was all good to go Okay, but that was earlier today. So we'll see Um, but you know, <clears throat> like I was saying yeah little bits here and there Well, thanks for letting us know ted hang in there. We appreciate it. Look, I restarted my computer Dennis restarted his it's got to be stupid spectrum Yeah, and I we- pay for the pa- I pay for the sweet package and I know Dennis does too, so they're letting us down tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. We speed tested, and, and they're borderline, so I don't know. I think everybody's stuck at home. But you know,
0: um, uh, I liked art stuff a lot. Actually, so besides the couple of things he inked over me, which of course I liked, um, he inked some Andy Kubert stuff on X-Men I really enjoyed. He inked um, Carlos Pacheco on X-Men, and I actually own a page from that, which... Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. It's a sweet page, too. I got to adjust my camera. Uh, Let's see.
1: Well, everybody who watches knows that I'm an X-Men guy, and I know that that art worked on volume two of the X-Men, which...
0: Yes, he did.
1: You know, I I still love that. He worked on Bishop, uh, The Last X-Man... He did, did some he? X Factor that I remember. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. So hopefully he gets on and uh, you know may, is able to to make it on. So we're just not talking about him. Oh, but, if he doesn't make it on, I'll be talking about
0: him. Oh, okay.
1: Well, that's him. what we'll have to do. By the way, I hope everybody saw. Did you guys see the Justice League trailer? Um, oh yeah. What you so, think, Dennis? Well, not <coughs> only am I. A t- a little bit excited. M- must be on break.
0: Yes, he is. Um,
1: yep. And uh so they officially announced, so it's actually six chapters in four parts is how it's going to be released or all together as a two part in the theaters. It was oh. really confusing. I thought it was um, going to be just a one four hour movie. That's what we all thought, but when they officially, they were talking about it, it, and they solidified what they were talking about.
0: Oh, look at that, Dennis. It must be your computer,
1: Dennis. Well, we've done everything we can do, and I said it's thank you, Spectrum, tonight. Well, I'm not cutting out. I'm good. Oh, you're it's good. Your, it's, so it's you sh- can ramble on all night and they can hear you. It's your shitty Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. They're they're going to hear from me tomorrow. Anyhow, um, no, I'm looking forward to it. Courtney actually asked me,
0: <clears throat> she said, you know, are we going to go see it in the theater? You know, Justice League in the theater. And I said, hell yeah. That's a movie you have to. Real quick, Chad, I love Avengers Forever. I've got the trade paperback of it. Love that book. I bought all single issues when it came out. And then got the train. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely, I told her, I said, we're seeing that in the theater. We're seeing Kong Godzilla in the theater. You see big epic stuff like that in the theater. I'm just curious to how they're going to do Justice League now. So does that mean they're going to release like part one in the theater? And then like two or three weeks later, release part no. two? I mean,
1: they're going to release it all on the same day. But they said in the theater, they're going to release both parts. So does that mean it's a movie with an intermission with an intermission or is it technically two separate movies and you see them back to back?
0: Uh, Either way. I mean, I don't mind doing the back to back thing just because it gives you a, a bathroom break without having to miss anything in the movie. So, but you know, I think the visuals in the trailer, everything just looks better. Um, Oh, my God. Why am I blanking on the villain's name that was in the actual one that came out? Steppenwolf? <laughs> Steppenwolf looks so much better in this version. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. I want to watch some rock and roll music videos. They are better than this. Son, you are wrong. Rock and roll music videos, that'll just rot your brain. We are filling your mind with goodness you can only get here. Anyhow, um, yeah, Steppenwolf looks better. Dark Side looks better. Just everything looks so much better. Yeah, the MCU sucks, dude. The MCU sucks. Are you insane? The MCU. Now, granted, out of what twenty-four movies, they're not all winners, but I'd say eighty percent of them are awesome. Oh, look, I'll be there soon. Art, you owe me a beer, you son of a... Uh, I haven't watched enough anime
1: to say if it's better. I'm an anime fan, and I don't want to say it's better. I enjoy both. They're two totally different artistic styles. Um, matter of fact, right now, we're... Art, you son of a bee. Just finishing up uh, of uh, Attack on Titans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know how to tell time? Oh, here's your beer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Art. And here's Thank mine. You. Oh, you dick. What are you drinking? Oh, double chugging it. He's two fist in it. <laughs> you Just to
2: add insult to injury. Yeah, That's sorry right. about that. I was out all day. Uh, in the yard doing stuff, and I just got back in to get some dinner, and then I just realized, hey, Andy Smith and Dennis Turner.
0: That's right. By the way, so there you go, Dennis, Art, Art, Dennis, you guys have met now. Art, just to (laughs) let you know, Dennis is a huge X-Men fan to the point, and I love bragging on this. He has every issue of X-Men from number one in 1963 all the way to present.
2: That's cool. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, it, it's weird. Like the the original X Men, I was like, eh. You know, uh, the the Neil Adams X Men run, I was like, hmm. But then the new X Men with Lynn Ween and uh, and Cock, uh, what was his name? Um, Cochran. Cochran. It was yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Dave Cochran. Dave Cochran. Oh my gosh! Brilliant. That that's what got me.
0: Oh yeah. I just wish you know. At the time, you look at it and you're like, this is mind-blowing, but you almost kind of wish you could see that stuff with – well, actually, I take it back. You remember when Dave came back to the book after Burn? I think so. I think I have all that. Well, Joe Rubenstein was inking it, and I thought Joe inked Dave awesome. And if Joe could have inked those early issues that Dave did when Le- when it was Lennon him, you know, with issue- with Giant Size and issue 94, nice. oh, my God, that stuff would have been smoking. So who did ink that? Do you remember? I think it was Sam Granger.
2: Ah, uh, Sam.
0: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't awful. But and then Bob Layton inked one issue. That looked good. Yeah, Bob. Uh, It was was actually early on in Bob's career, so it wasn't – and I think Bob would even say this. It looked good. It was definitely – I think it was issue 108. So it was definitely a departure from, you know, the previous stuff because it was cleaner. But it wasn't Bob that we know of from Iron Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't there yet because it was – I think Bob said it was one of his first gigs. So – but. Poor Dave, poor Dave. I, I liked his run on Legion
2: of Superheroes 2. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was killer. Um, I don't know who inked that, but,
0: man, those women were hot. <laughs> I think Dave inked a lot of that stuff himself, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Yeah, because I liked it when he inked himself. Yeah. So, you
2: know, I, I would like to go cool. back on those issues um, and just check it out because he was definitely one of those guys that um, – I think we were talking on spill um, spill in the ink the other night. And we were saying like, like when you're young and you're buying books, you didn't know you had a favorite artist, you just bought books. And then when you get older and you start looking at your collection, you go, there's a lot of this guy, or there's a lot of that guy. And so when I, you know, when I started getting older, started working professionally, I looked back and I'm like, I have a lot of Dave Cockrum stuff. <laughs> he was one of those guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Art, I know when we were talking on actually one of those Spill and Ink shows too. So I never realized that you got in the business. So you know what? What was eighty one or eighty two? You said like eighty two, yeah. And who was it for? T- tell the audience because I, I don't know any of this. I worked uh, for Renegade
2: Press, which was uh, was it artvart Vanheim? It was uh, Dave Sim and then yeah. Denny Sim. And then I think they were they were splitting up at that time. So it was Denny Lobert. And so I think somehow, I don't know the details, but it became Renegade Press. So I think, uh, I think um, wasn't Cerebus still, Aardvark Vanheim? And then, I think so, yeah. And then she went Renegade. I, I don't know how that really broke down, but I was working with Jim Valentino and just trying to get some indie stuff going. And then um, one thing led to another, and then I started working with uh, the pennies on uh, Warp Graphics when they had that publishing company, and uh, working with Jim Valentino as well on that. So that was that was early days.
0: But you were when you were when you started out, were you you were drawing, right? I, I was, um, or were you I just inking somebody? I too? was
2: inking uh, Jim Jim Valentino. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Ah, uh, some of the stuff was uncredited, like on Normal Man, things like that. I think he gave me a special thanks uh, on one of the issues, and then uh, just working my way, you know, into inking him full time, which was on Myth Adventures for okay. uh, War Graphics. Yeah.
0: So when did you you work for DC before Marvel, right? I I
2: got work at Marvel and DC on exactly the same day. So I got work as a penciler at DC Comics, as, as an inker at Marvel Comics.
0: So what did you pencil at DC? Oh, I, wait, I think I know. Go, no, go ahead. Uh,
2: I, I first started off doing uh, some of their who's who uh, pieces. So I worked on some of the Star Trek stuff and then worked my way up to DC Universe. Yeah. Who's Dennis, who? he said Star Trek. You love oh, yeah. Star Trek. Who was the Captain, Dennis? who was the captain before uh, before Kirk? Robert April.
1: I, and it, then there was Captain Pike. It was Captain Pike, I think.
2: Yeah, that that was my my who's who. And then I did the Academy, and there was another character, some uh, woman. She looked like she was like, maybe it was like the next generation stuff because she had a different uh, uniform on. And she had like curly hair I, I don't remember the character's name yeah so I, I did that and then i did some who's who uh pieces and that was quick like it was just like rapid fire i did those within a couple days and then i started working on the warlord um, for dc penciling who inked it uh, pablo marcos oh! <laughs> yeah and you know pablo like growing up i was like yeah but then uh, you know how you always hear the stories and then yeah. You're like, um, why doesn't this look as good as everybody else he inks? And then it's like, well, Pablo, I guess his wife was sick or something like that. It's a sad story. And so, you know, hospital bills and things like that. So I think other family members were picking up the brush and, oh. uh, and helping out. So, yeah, it wasn't quite, you know, the Pablo Marcos that I was hoping, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. But then, when did you start Superman over Jurgens? Um, I did. I did some other pencil
2: work. I was. Uh, I did a bunch of Teen Titans spotlights. Yeah, that's yeah. what
0: I thought. That's the stuff I was thinking of.
2: Yeah, I penciled an ink. I think that was '84 or something like that. So this is a couple years into it now. And um, so I was doing ink work, you know, at the same time at Marvel. I was working on their uh, Starline of books. Remember they had like Garfield and
0: was it oh Garfield yeah
2: yeah, or uh, and then I I was working on uh, the Inhumanoids, <laughs> yeah. And, well, you know, you got to pay the bills. And Dude, uh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was working on that for a while, and then um, <laughs> I got uh, I got work on uh, Time Masters. So I was penciling Time Masters oh, and yeah. eight-issue Maxi series. I guess that's what they called them at the time. And so I was doing that. I was convinced it was going to be the next watch, watchman. So I was very serious. You know, I was like, oh, going to get all the detail. I'm gonna, Dave, Dave Gibbons got nothing on me, you know, all that stuff. And it just became, you know, like another job after a while. And um, so I did that. And around the same time I was working on that penciling, um, that book or that series, I started working with Dan Jurgens doing finishes on Adventures of Superman. So a lot of stuff, I don't know like with your career Andy if, if things crossed over, but it's almost hard to like go well there was this and then this. Like for me most of the stuff ends up crossing over. Like I was doing two projects at one time.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. When I was, you know, I when I broke in penciling, I was just singularly focused on being able to just draw a page a day and that was it and and so whatever job i took i would tell the editor you know i can do a page a day and they're like okay and even the monthly stuff even when i did quasar marvel monthly i only had to do a page a day yeah i think there was maybe one time where the book got a little behind and i had to do a little more than that but more often than not because i would turn down jobs if they were like you know, we need this book in, you know, two weeks, I'd say, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> and I just turned down. I never I did. Do it. Like, I took everything. Like, it didn't no, matter I, what it was. I was, you know, I was living in Florida. It was pretty cheap. And, you know, I, I guess I could just afford to do it. Um, I did one thing for Marvel. It was an issue of Warlock and it was during the some one of the infinity things and the editor was like you know we do we need it in two weeks and i said well, why can't i do breakdowns i can't do full pencils because i can do breakdowns two three pages a day and they're like okay so i did breakdowns on it in like week and a half two weeks i can't remember who ended up doing the finishes but you know it's definitely not a job that i tell people to go seek out
2: <laughs> yeah so, well, well uh, Dixier Dan said, there's jobs you do for love and there's jobs you do for money, my boy.
0: <laughs> That's right. And now we're both at the stage where we just do it for love.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a great place to be, you know, doing these uh, like boutique books, um, as I think Graham calls them. I call them event books, but he he likes the boutique books.
0: I yeah. think I mean, I think they're both. I think I think boutique works. I think event works as well. I actually let Dennis borrow that copy of Chrono Mechanics I got from you
1: so he could read it. So did you read it yet, Dennis? I did. Um, I wasn't familiar with it, so Andy had that copy, and he goes, here, read this. So I took it, loved it. Um, Doug is, <laughs> as soon as I saw the mullet, I was all in. <laughs> it's Drinking quite a his, mullet. He's <laughs> Yeah,
2: Extinguish your thirst. Drink depsi <laughs> yeah.
0: Dennis used uh, to rock a mullet pretty hardcore back yeah, then. So,
1: so yeah, back okay. in the, the day, and uh, I loved it. Yep. Thank yep. you. I thought it was a fun book all the way around. Caravaggio. Um, I, I enjoyed the book. It was really a fun read, and I'm like, I. It's not one I would have ever even seen. So I thought, hey, enough. Something else that was really cool and fun. I'm
2: glad. I'm glad. I mean, it's it's all about entertaining people. So, you know, if, if you can if you can entertain somebody for 20 minutes, a half hour while they're reading the book, then then, you know, mission accomplished.
1: So
0: I'm glad. That's cool. Dennis, what's
1: up? Yeah, what, uh, it was a, you know, five, 10 minutes. But but yeah, I was going to say that, you know, yours was a nice long read. It took a little while to get through it. There was substance to it. Yeah it's fun but i i there there is
2: there is some stuff going on there it was the the hardest part is it's it's a it's a what do you call it it's it's a really kind of a heady concept you know time is a big machine and then you know if if the machine isn't fixed within a certain amount of time then you know time will fold like anomalies will occur all kinds of things and then it amplifies uh, you know, the longer it goes without being fixed. And then also like, like there's a company that's entrusted, you know, and their their mission statement is to fix time, you know, they, they fix time there, you know, there's repairmen that go into different, uh, you know, areas, sectors, and repair, you know, time. And so it's really there's a lot there. And I was re- I, as I was putting it all together, I was like, "There's only sixty pages here, you know." And then, and then, you know, like for me, it's always it, it's always you want character, like you right. want yep. character. You don't want it to just be plot driven. You want character in there, and that's the hardest thing because comics it's like six panels a page. It always seems like oh, there's plenty of time. There is no time, you know, uh, to to do both. So it really was. Um, Quite challenging, but it it was it was fun as well. You are trying to get that that kind of big concept in there, keep it fun, and then you know, establish this team and um and their personalities. And it's it's kind of like uh, uh, Andy. You probably you know you know this is like a standard rule. Like in comics, you usually have you try to have more than one thing happening. Mm-hmm. At the same time, so within a panel, you know, you have two or three three things happening. So then you can really maximize space and things like that. So, you know, I always kept that in mind with Chrono Mechanics to to make sure that, you know, there was nothing wasted. You know, everything was moving forward, and um, it's the only way I could. It would have been one hundred and twenty pages <laughs> easy if I didn't do that. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Could have done a maxi-series.
2: <laughs> well, right. I also, also realized like these uh, these event books or boutique kind of, um, I think one and dones work the best. So I'm trying to now, uh, everything I write, everything I cre- create uh, is within a 60-page format. So right. I'll revisit the concepts, you know, but I think one and dones are, are probably the better way to go since they are so laborsome and we're putting you know our heart and souls into these these projects it takes a little bit longer
0: well i think too when you know when like you said with them being kind of an event thing event book i also look at it as almost the european model where one comes out a year yeah you know and over there people just accept that they're like oh my creator put out i have a few European. Uh, albums i'm blanking on the names but basically you know it's out and you're like you read it and it's and they're like you know 48 60 pages some are softback some are hardcover and you realize when you're done it'll be probably a year before this the next one comes out but they're still basically one and done right maybe a subplot that'll continue but the overall plot wrapped so you're not hanging there for a year exactly and and I think we were talking was it last
2: night on Ethan's uh, live stream where like Marvel and DC they it always just seems like it's quick like the turnaround is quick but you know a lot of people have have like especially if it's a new series um, there's there's time behind it it just' oh, yeah. Seems like because you get three issues done, you know, before it's solicited and all that other stuff. So it always seems like they're just coming out because there's so many books that they have, but they have multiple teams and those teams are working in advance. So, you know, it always seems like, well, it's just every month stuff's coming out. But in reality, it's taking quite a bit longer to do these books. You know, it it seems that way because it's a line of books.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. So now you're working on. You you mentioned last night. You even showed us a little piece of art, uh, black and white too. I assume you're just in the writing stage though.
1: Actually, Besides, like
0: that couple, you know that one promo f- piece you showed last night.
2: Well, it's it's pretty much written, and then I'm I'm just kind of thumbnailing it. So I'm just putting layout. Oh, hold
0: on. Put those back up. I love showing. That. I love seeing that stuff. I'm okay. I'm going full screen. So you do your little lay man, I just can't do layouts like that. Yeah, so They're I'm so tight. I'm just kind of blown through stuff. Man, I wish I could do layouts like that, but I just you know, have you ever seen Brian Stelfries' layouts? No. They're just like that, just as tight and clean.
2: Yeah, i just kind of um I jot them down with pencil and then I just bring them all together with the inks and it's it's it's, it's quick for me. But the thing is, you know, this as well as anybody Um, to do that isn't isn't that, you know, it's not that laborsome as far as time, but there was probably four of those pages laid out before that one page, you know, was was decided upon. So there's a lot of you there's a lot of trial and error before you get to that one page that you like. So that's always the thing is is to try not to spend too much time on, you know, throwing the ideas down because, you know, you know that idea is going to lead to another one and so on and so forth. So you're probably going to go through, you know, two or three different iterations before you get on the page, you know, that you actually like. And so that's kind of the way I am. And one of the things like like you were talking about, like we have a little bit of luxury now because of, you know, these are event books and it's not like monthly stuff is um, what I, what I love. The main thing I like now is I can draw something or I can do something and then I can put it aside, move in a different direction, work on that, put it aside, and then come back in a day or two and then look back and go, okay, I can tweak this, you know, with fresh eyes. And when you're working in the trenches and you're working on a monthly, you don't have that luxury you pretty much have to get it done because it's an assembly line, finish a page, send a page, finish a page, send a page. Um, and that's always kind of um, the way you do, you know, monthly stuff for Marvel and DC. So I like this because it's always, you go back and go, what was I thinking? You need know, to start redrawing and reworking it. It's like, this is just a pile of poop. <laughs> yeah. So I like that. I like that aspect. That's cool. So now I'm working on your beer here.
0: Oh thanks, art. I appreciate that. When um, so will you actually lay out the whole book that size before you start drawing? I've never done that before. I'm doing oh, okay. It, I'm doing it this time uh, because when I did volume one,
2: there was a lot of just working on things, finishing it. like it was very compartmentalized, but not in like, here's the whole story. It was like this page pencil, ink it, finish it, get it to the colors. You know, it was still kind of Marvel DC uh, assembly line, you know, cause that's, I was coming fresh from, you know, still working with, you know, on on, on uh, Super Sons at DC. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, so so now that I've had a little bit more time away from the mainstream, I'm realizing that I think having the overall story, having layouts that you're pretty much, you know, you pretty much are signing off on, uh, there's a little bit of room there when you actually do the finished pencils to, right. to change. but oh, but pretty much it's what you want. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Like just kind of this is the storytelling hat. Put it on, finish the storytelling, you know, here's the layout. Finish the layouts. Here's the pencil phase, just finish the pencils. Here's the inks. you know what I mean? like like do it that way and uh, and just see how it goes. And so far, I think there's more continuity of thought. You know where you can kind of stick with the story. You're in that. You're in that mindset and just continue with it, versus trying to do many different things at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so what's your process? Are you? Are you? Do you write it all out and then draw, or you know,
0: what's your process? Um, I pretty much will have. Yeah, the whole thing will be written out. But then once it's written out, I just kind of tackle it like anything else just one page at a time pencil yeah. ink move on pencil ink move on I don't like I, I've tried laying a whole book out and I just don't I I don't know I don't like it <laughs> you know I just did I just finished a 12 page story I'm doing for heavy metal with Keith champagne for creator own thing and when I got the script from Keith I said you know what I'm gonna lay the whole thing out and then I'll go back and ink the whole thing so basically, it's just draw it and then switch hats, inking hat, and then just ink the whole thing. I couldn't do it. I drew a page, inked it, moved on to the second page, drew it, inked it, moved on to the third pa- and today I finished page 12. So it's yeah. all, you know, I'm just used to doing things that way. Yeah, so, that's, that's how I
2: did uh, volume one, black and white volume one, just yeah. it at a time, getting it out to the colors. But it was always, it would come back and then I'd like, I wish i would have spent more time here you know tweaking this you know um so now i'm trying to keep more of like you know continuity of thought finish it up stay in that mindset um i just don't have the experience too that that you have because i think you've worked quite a bit more as a penciler right So i think when you get the written word you trust that you're going to be able to lay it out things like that um you know, like you can you can work from that. Are you doing full full scripts or are you, you doing plot breakdowns for yourself or what do, how are you writing it?
0: It's, I'd say it's a combination. Sometimes on a page, I'll just break it down into a plot, you know, paragraph for the page. But then when I actually open up the Word doc to start drawing it, because I draw everything digital, then I print it out to ink it, you know, uh, traditionally. So when I open up the word doc, I'll go in and I'll I'll just like separate the paragraph down into the beats for the panels. But I don't generally do full script. I mean when it comes to the dialogue part, all that's done, you know, traditional Marvel style because I work with a buddy of mine to do the script <clears throat> to do the scripting. So like on first man, I sent him all the pages and we had a phone call and I went over the general direction stuff. And he sent me back, you know, chunks of like 10 to 15 pages to read a script. And, you know, and I told him, I said, dude, this is literally so much better than I imagined you would do, which I guess it's a backhand compliment. I don't know. I just like, I knew it would be good because, you know, I've known the guy for like 30 years. I know what he can do. So I knew it would be good, but it was just so much beyond my expectations with like, little things he thought of and stuff. And, um, and actually, I just got everything back from the letterer for it. So uh, I sent that PDF to my writer, so he can read proofread it, I proofread it made some notes. And then colored pages are dripping in daily now. So that's cool. Yeah,
2: I always like when, you know, if you're working with somebody that they can plus the idea, because that's the best when. You oh, know, yeah. He got something out there and then they, they they just knock it out of the ballpark. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it's funny because, like, I drew the stuff and he really didn't know much about the plot at all. You know, so it, it was almost like. Well, I was going to say almost like Kirby doing an issue of Fantastic Four, maybe towards the end where Kirby really was writing it. And then he just gave it to Stan and Stan maybe saw it for the first time. It was like, okay, I got to make dialogue and make this work. Cause that's really how first man was. I just plotted the whole thing and sent it to him. Like I said, and then got on the phone and said, this is kind of where I'm thinking it's going. So, and this is the feel I want for the dialogue. So, you know, make it work and You know, the ending he gave it with the dialogue was something that I didn't even have in mind. You know, but he made it work with my visuals, but just upped it to another level. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. This will be great when we do issue two. Yeah. Now, issue two, he'll be a lot. He'll be really involved with the plotting of issue two because of just you know what he did with the dialogue and stuff he
2: proved himself yeah now you want to use it more yeah (laughs) what else can you do what else can you do
0: pretty much (laughs) yeah um what i know dennis we were talking about your ultimate x-men stuff and i know dennis enjoyed that stuff
1: yeah yeah i liked all your x-men stuff but i was just kind of curious what is out of all the stuff you've done, what was your favorite run that you did? On the X-Men? On anything, but I do love the X-Men, so. <laughs> um, wow, that's
2: a good question. Uh, I don't know, like, like Superman was a lot of fun, like working with all those guys on on the Superman books, because I think there were three or four books that all um, interrelated so um in the day i think action adventure and superman and yeah. maybe vienna still i don't remember uh they all kind of had you know one would begin it and one would end it you know kind of thing and so the fun part about that was you know i was i was still pretty young and mike carlin the editor would put these packages together so we'd get weekly updates on what the whole team was doing so you would get all these stuff back, like Dennis Janky, you know, those inks and and uh, Brett um, what was his, uh, breeding, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and all these these different guys, and you, you get to see what Jerry Ordway is doing and and stuff, and you're just like, whoa, man, this is inspiring. This is inspiring. So you wanna you want to you know, there's that that competitiveness that you have, and you just it wasn't you know it wasn't like I wanted to destroy them. It's like I wanted to like. <laughs> You know like what how they were inspiring me i wanted to do you know that, that i know some people get competitive and they're like i just want to destroy that guy but it, i i it didn't really it wasn't like that it was more like we just kind of wanted to keep plus and and keep inspiring you know to keep trying and get better and better and so um i did like that a lot just because there was a lot of camaraderie on it uh one of my um my favorite runs I think on X Men was when I I inked um, Dave Finch, because it was just oh, such
0: yeah.
2: a, it was such a pleasure to ink him. And uh, excuse me, once I got the pencils back, I realized like Joe Weems and Bat and these other guys that had inked him over at Top Cow, because really I inked his first you know mainstream comic book stuff. We did the call together, and then we went into uh, you know uh, Ultimate X Men. And so I noticed that those guys were like really making it slick, like it almost was was it, they were tightening it up uh, versus the way it was penciled. And so when I saw this one, I was thinking that's a lot of work to try to, to do that, like kind of reinterpret what he was putting down. Um, which is usually not a problem for me, but I really liked what he was doing. Like those pencils are really cool. So one of the things about that run was, you know, there would be like a series of hatches, you know, thick to thin pullouts, but each one of those pullouts, it wasn't like boom, 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 like the rhythm that you get in or like old school where you had the brush and just, you know, you kind of do them all in a pattern and you do them you kind of do them relatively quick because you you know, you know gotta have that pattern and that flow. Um, this was a little opposite. It was more like kind of like scumbling around and, and pulling out. So they were like, they were more organic. So it wasn't just like put the nib down, pull out or brush down, pull out. It was kind of like push on it, kind of vary the weight a little bit and then pull out. So each, if you noticed each one of the hatches um, If there's like, let's say 10 in a row, each one of them kind of have their own personality. They're not, it's not done like that kind of rhythm, mm-hmm. rhythm inking. It's, it's really kind of like they're chiseled. They're kind of sculpted each one of them. And so I was really trying to emulate the pencils because he wasn't, I don't know how he pencils. Like if he just kind of, you like moves his hand a lot yeah. and then, you know, does things. But one of the things I always try to do because I am a penciler as well is when I see pencilers, like that's why I like to work on pencils, not blue lines because you can see that, that energy that the penciler puts down. Like you can see how they, they use the pencil. You can see that movement. You can see that motion. So a lot of times it inspires me to actually ink them uh, in a similar way. And so Dave did. And, dave really supported what i was doing and marvel was really trying to get um, danny mickey in for that job and dave was like no i want art to work on it so he was really yeah he was really in my you know on my side on that and um and it feels good when you're working with somebody that really has your back and likes what you're doing and so even when um after uh batman hush uh jim lee was done with that DC offered that to Dave and I to follow Jim Lee on Batman Hush. And uh, I actually convinced Dave. I was like, no, no, no. Ultimate X-Men is the better gig right now because you don't want to follow Jim Lee. I've done that before. You don't want to do it. (laughs) It's tough, man. It's really tough to be compared to Jim Lee. So I I actually think like uh, those two are a toss up, Dennis. Like um, working with Dave on the Ultimate X-Men and then, um, working with Dan Jurgens and the, the team on Superman.
0: Ah, here's here's a question cool. for you. Who's the artist art like inking the most? And I was actually going to ask you that as well, but I have a good follow-up. So we'll go with that first. Thanks, Chad. Uh, yeah. I liked, um, I liked Dave Finch. I uh, liked
2: Steven Segovia. We did uh, action comics together um, just a few years back and, uh, I kind of like guys where it just doesn't, I didn't have to think, man. And it wasn't like that everything was so put down, you know, it wasn't that type of thing. It was just that it felt just natural. Just my line just fit what he was doing. Once again, he was really in my corner as far as support, things like that. So um, I think that was probably one of the most, uh, the, the jobs I liked the most just inking, inking him on that.
0: Which, uh, so I'll, I'll put you on the spot. Why not? Which Cuber brother did you like inking more? Because <laughs> you inked them both. I, I, think, I think you know something. <laughs> no, I actually don't. I I'm Have sitting, you ever worked with them? I mean, I, I'm friends with both of them, but no, I've never worked with them, no. Okay. Um, Andy
2: is is easier to work with than adam Uh, really yeah i would have actually thought the
0: other way around i
2: adam had a lot of like very specifics i like them both you know as people but um andy was was kind of like there there was this thing that he did and i thought it was really peculiar where uh we were working on ultimate x-men as well and uh there was, it was really loosely penciled. There was this, this drawing, it was really loosely penciled and it was a, it was a sequence, I think. And, um, and then um, I inked it, you know, how I thought was, it should be inked. And then he's like, um, he's like, you didn't, you didn't do what I thought you would do. And I said, well, what was that? He goes, well, I was, I was hoping you'd ink it like, like Joe, like my father. And I was like, why would i i do that he goes well it was a, it was a trial i wanted to see if you would would you just kind of like step up and and do it i go if you asked me to do that i right. could do it but there's no way i was going to be able to just channel your father without any heads up and right. uh, to him it seemed like it was very obvious that that's how i should have done it but to me it wasn't it was just kind yeah. of like when you get that stuff, you realize, you know, that everybody can't pencil uh, the page as tight as they might want to. So right. sometimes they just need to get the page out. Sometimes family things are happening. There's all kinds of stuff. So as an inker and and other, you know, like I, I'm sure colors do this and things, where you kind of you kind of step up for them. You know what I mean? You just go, oh, okay, well. It's a little loose, but he probably had some other things that he had to do, maybe a family thing, whatever. And so I just kind of went into this mode where I tried to keep it so it looked like everything else in the book. You know what I mean? That we were doing. I didn't think, like, oh, he he penciled this loose on purpose because he wanted me to channel Joe Cupert. You know, it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, if I can't think of, like whenever I penciled a job and worked with a new anchor that I didn't really know, I would I would email them or call them and be like, hey, you know, this is kind of what I'm looking for, you right. know. But I would never just draw something and think, oh, they'll do it like this. <laughs> I would always leave a note, even if I wrote it on the page, like, like, if, th- if that was me, I would have wrote, you know, could you try and ink this like my dad would, like Joe would? Yeah. You know, I would have like, told I, you up front.
2: Yeah. Because then
0: you could have been like, oh, yeah, let me get some of Joe's stuff out and and, you know, maybe do some warm up stuff on scrap paper and get right. into that rhythm. And, yeah, I'll give it my best shot. <laughs>
2: yeah, definitely. Even as as, uh, you know, because I think Joe was more of a brush guy. So, yeah, it just be it could just be as simple as just, you know, using a brush instead of a nib. You know what I mean? Right. Like you'd have a different look that way. Yeah. But there wasn't really a heads up. And he was really kind of like, like, I should have known this. And I just remember, like, I, I was like, I don't think this is a very reasonable thing to to do. No, that's somebody. weird. You know, That's weird. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: that's too funny
2: so so i did i did i was asked to leave uh that run of it and so um it kind of had just uh it had just kind of how do how do i say it nice like the relationship had had run its course let's just say that and so i still had three pages that i needed to ink and I'll tell you, I know that you've been in this situation, Andy, where you're just like, you're so upset. Like, oh yeah. I put my heart and soul into this series. And then you just got rid of me. And and I barely have time to finish the book, you know, and whatever. So you still have pages. You want to be professional, right? You don't, you're not gonna hold them hostage. Oh, right. Yeah. You know. So, you know, I'm like, oh how do I do this? And so I inked three of those pages. I, I call it just inking angry. Like, I was just like, <laughs> And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> How dare you? But you know what? The thing is, um, when you're a professional, you've been doing it as long as we have, it still comes out good. <laughs> it's, like, right. it's like, you can't, like, you always, there's that professional thing that will override even when you're trying to screw up. You know, I mean, like you instinctively will always kind of, you'll still make that right decision and you just oh, yeah. look good. Yeah. Because I've had jobs where, you know, I've had more time and then I've had jobs where I've had less time. And then you hold them side by side and you're like, holy crap. I can't tell the difference. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that just goes to show you, I mean, you don't want to work like that all the time, but you can, and you can still bring a a certain level to it. You know, you can still hit that high benchmark that you set for yourself, even though you only had two weeks versus three, you know, or four weeks, you know, uh, kind of thing. And so, like I said, just for the record, it's hard to do that month in and month out. So you don't want that kind of schedule, but you can do it every once in a while if if you have to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
1: That's very cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like both I like both their stuff. I still, you know, there are two guys that I still buy just because they drew it. So I'll buy it.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask you, which brother do you like better as far as style?
0: Um, I've always gravitated towards Andy more than Adam's work. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Adam's layouts and storytelling better. You know, so from that aesthetic, where if I'm just literally looking at the layouts he does and just camera angles and stuff, I, I lean more towards Adam. But from a drawing style, I like... Andy a little bit more could be because of the name. I don't know. Um, <laughs>
2: uh, it's an Andy and, thing. And, and,
0: and you know, the funny thing too, is Andy was an, and I don't know, this could be a subconscious thing. And I'm being serious. Andy was the first brother I met when I was going to the Kubrick school. He was also the one that because when I was going there, their their studios were in the basement of the school. So uh, I would go and hang out with Andy more and Andy's wife ran the art store at the keyboard school so I would basically talk to her daily because the art store was you know connected to the school
2: right so I
0: would talk to her daily so I think I was just kind of connected more with Andy than I was with Adam yeah uh, so, I mean, that could have something to do with it from a subconscious level. I don't know. I mean, well, I, mean, I like think I said-
2: the nail on the head for me uh, is that uh, I think Adam storytelling and layout, I, I really like. yeah, and andy, Andy is is his really polished. Like everything he does, there's a level to it. It doesn't right. like he's a machine. like everything is his pencils are beautiful looking. Like you don't even sometimes you don't want to ink them. All the feathering, all the hatching, everything's all worked out, and they it's really it's really resolved. It's 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 a finished piece of artwork. Um, Andy goes, uh, I mean uh, Adam goes between like almost like a breakdown to a finish, and it can it can from panel to panel it can change. So it's I, I always thought like inking uh, Gil Kane would be like that. Like it's really structural. Oh, yes. Like it's really, it's, it's not quite there um, as far as the finished look. Like, like with the people that inked Gil Kane, it's like what you delete and then what you add makes all the difference. Because mm-hmm. he's going to give you structurally everything, like probably more information than you need. You know, so you got to kind of learn how to abbreviate that, and because if you did it, it would just look, it look weird. You know what I mean? It would be too structured. Right. And so, with um with uh, Adam, his his work would. It's not like it was it was so structured, but it was uh, sometimes it would be shorthanded, or like not quite finished, or it would still be in like a structure phase, like it wasn't always like
0: consistent. Right. I think I, and I don't know this, I haven't talked to either one of them in, in a few years. I think I talked to Adam like five years ago at a convention. I can't remember the last time I talked to Andy, but um, I think Adam is, you know, obviously all pencilers are concerned with storytelling. But I think some are more concerned with getting the storytelling down. And then if the drawing is, like you said, you know, oh, I really like this, this shot I'm doing, so I'm really going to work it up. This one, the storytelling's there. I know I'm working with somebody that can finish the drawing, you know, or do a good job inking it. It's done. Right. You know, type of deal. So that yeah. could be it. And I, I,
2: think it, I think it is because I do remember talking to to Adam about it and yeah he he lays out the page and then relays out the page like like that's where that's where he really puts the effort in so it's not right. always like all the time is on that one board it's on you know it's on a lot of sketch paper you know to get to that point right. so it's not about the it's not about the beautiful drawing it's more about the crafting of the story and the and the, the layout and and things like that where Andy is probably putting the majority of the time into the actual drawing itself. It's right. just a different, it's just a different approach.
0: Yeah. And, and I agree with this comment. I think Adam does a great Hulk. And, you know, when I think Wolverine, you know, I think Adam, Yeah. you know, uh, not that Andy, you know, and Andy's drawn both those characters, but when it comes to who I'd rather see draw those two characters, I'd rather see Adam do it.
2: Yeah. But,
0: you know, Andy's so immersed now with DC that, you know, I think Batman with him because he's done so much Batman stuff. Um, But getting back to, like, the storytelling thing you were talking about, I mean, I think that's how Byrne is, John Byrne. I think to him, the drawing is secondary and the storytelling is is first. And that's what most guys will tell you anyhow, especially before. Uh, this became before before it was all about you know name artists and all that back in the you know 70s and, and previous you know 60s 50s whatever it was just about storytelling it wasn't about drawing style and that's how a guy like Byrne came up and even you know Frank Miller and to them it's like no the drawing secondary it's it's the storytelling yeah you know, that that's first and foremost whereas now and even I came up at the Kubert school with, with thinking about style, you know, storytelling first, but still a good look, a good style. You know, it was just like really starting in the early nineties when I got in.
2: So yeah, I think like the, like the image, the image guys, uh, things are changing. So it was, it was going from, you know, um, a pencil or inker team. It it still was there, but it was more of like, it started going more where the penciler was even controlling like an ink style, you know, it it just kind of evolved from there. And then there, there are people now that pencil so incredibly tight. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. They they don't want you to veer from them at all. And I've, I've worked with people like that. Sometimes it's good, but I, I like it looser. I like, um, there's more interpretation factor
0: there. I like that a lot more. No, I'm the same way. I don't, I've, I've only inked a couple, uh, yeah, maybe a couple people that are that tight, but no, I'd rather ink in between, like what I do, which I consider loose tight, because yeah. when you first look at it, you're like, oh, well, that's really tight, but then when you start inking it, you're like, oh, I got to actually think.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I like yeah. I like working with people like that. Um, Brandon Peterson holy crap, man, his
0: pencils tight. are so freaking tight. So tight. You get, so tight. I,
2: <laughs> I get up tight because I'm like, I got to do it exactly like this because if I veer from it, it's going to drive him crazy. Because oh, yeah. He put so much effort into making it look a specific way that if yes. I veer from it, um, like I said, sometimes it, it, uh, it I don't know, it, it's weird because it's it's like sometimes it's you really like it, sometimes you don't, you know what I mean? Right. But I'd say, I'd say overall, I like, I like the looser pencils more so than the, than the tight pencils. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Dennis, anything else on your mind?
1: Yeah. The one last thing I've got is, um, Andy and I were talking about some of okay. your runs earlier. You did Bishop.
2: Uh-oh.
0: I know, Right. Cause you know, He's we're talking about um the last you yeah, froze totally. up.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're 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 glitching here. We you did uh we were talking, you did Bishop, right? Um that that series that he had, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And that was with uh okay.
1: I can never say is it George's uh, gente?
0: Is George Yeah, that's how you see, right? George's gente. George's gente. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um
2: that guy that guy is, man you talk about a machine and getting things done holy crap man yeah and there's always there's always a level it's it never it never dips in quality it's always just
0: consistent yeah Yeah. cool Cool. man all right i think we're going to wrap it we've gone a little over an hour we like to keep it tight so keep it tight like keep it tight like
2: brandon peterson's pencil (laughs)
0: exactly Exactly. Well, actually, last question: How tight do you pencil for yourself?
2: Um, crazy tight. Uh, do you really? Because I, I, it's actually, I think
0: I've seen some stuff on Facebook you've posted, and I'm like, damn, that's tighter. Because I pencil pretty tight for myself too, but not that tight.
2: Yeah, people say like, well, you you pencil the way you ink, like you're inking, like oh, while yeah. you're penciling it, and I think it's just it just comes natural, but. I remember I, I was so fortunate. I look back and I think, oh my God, how did, how did this even happen? But I got to have lunch with Frank Frazetta, a one-on-one with Frank Frazetta. Um, I, I broke in before comics, I worked as an illustrator. So I worked about five years as an, il- well, I was still working in comics. So it was probably about three, three or four years actually uh, working as an illustrator. So I was working for Bridge Publications and they were hiring uh, Frank for, you know, to do covers and things for uh, like Battlefield Earth things like that. And so um, they uh, they had him come down to the office. They invited me and a couple other, you know, illustrators to have lunch. It was all catered, and we just got to hang out and talk to him, you know, one on one. And so one of the things I asked him about was like penciling, and inking. And he said, pencil tight, ink loose. Mm -hmm. He told Mm -hmm. me, and I never forgot it. And I was always like, to me, it makes a lot of sense because you don't, where you want the movement is in the inks because that's the final process. But it's the time to think is not while you ink. You know what I'm talking about. I can explain to people that are listening. When you get in your head to ink, you're done. So right. the, the way I explain it, penciling and writing is a process. Try something, rip it up, try something again. It's a process. Inking is a performance. Inking is like you're going out on stage and you're going to sing an opera or something like that. That's that's a performance. So when you're inking, you get one shot at it. So like if, if you're out on stage and you're singing and you drop a note or you do whatever, that's the performance for that night. You know what I mean? Right. The right. next title be different but that's the performance. So inking is really kind of being in the moment and just just rocking it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like when you have to think and you're getting in your head, you start hesitating and you start making mistakes. So right. inking is is really it is a performance. You just kind of got to go with it. There's a rhythm and there's a flow to it and you really have to be in, intense on it. Because right. it get away from you. Penciling, like I said, it's a process. It's a different type of mindset, and so when he when he said that, I was just like, you know, then I would try to go, you know, well Frank said it, so I'm, I'm going to have to start doing this, and it just kind of stuck. And then it's so uh, when I was when I was you know doing you know working in with image and you know doing all that stuff, and I remember having conversations with um, Todd McFarlane. and Todd's like the opposite. He pencils really loose and then he does the finishes with the inks. Right. And so I was always like, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, it doesn't exist. How do you do this? You know, kind of thing. And so um, it always seemed a little like it wasn't intuitive to me. It didn't really register to me to do it the other way. So I've always kind of penciled tight, and then just kind of try to go over those lines very loosely and try not to think too much about it. So I could get energy and I can get, you know, some power or whatever it is that I'm trying to get across in the inks. And so that's, that's the way I've always approached it. How, how do you do it?
0: Uh, same thing. I mean, I pencil my stuff, not as tight as I would for, you know, somebody, if I was hired as a penciler for Marvel or DC, whatever, I don't pencil that tight, but, Um, it's, it's pretty tight, you know, it's probably 80% of what I would do for a company compared to like, you know, Todd, who's probably 50%, right? He does half. Yeah. So I like, I like most of the decision making being done in the pencils. So like you said, I can get in there and ink and not have to think about the drawing and stuff, but, um, more about the finish that I'm putting down on it.
2: Yeah, I used to say because you know, hatch X studios I, I ran and uh, for decades. And so a lot of the inkers that came out, like Danny Mickey, Trevor Scott, yeah. Jaime Mendoza, Larry Stucker, just just a bunch of brilliant Tim Townsend, you know, yeah. here for a while. And so you you I, I would always say don't think ink. So right. So the, the, time, the time to think is kind of before you start. Like if there's something, like if you want to have like a plan of attack, like look at it, kind of evaluate it and, and mm-hmm. think what you want to do with it and then just forget about it and then just ink it.
0: Um, right.
2: It always works best. And I wish I could be more descriptive, but it's, it's, it's kind of like, a, it's almost like a Zen thing. Like you have to kind of be in this moment at the time. Um, and and the closest I ever came to try to describe it is like a, a performance, you know. Yeah. To
0: be present. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Very cool. Well, hey man, uh, we appreciate you joining us on this live stream. And uh, if you want to pitch anything, uh, Art has well, I I know Art's got Chronomechanics on in demand right now on Indiegogo. Yes. That's the only thing you have on in demand, right?
2: Yeah, so Chrono Mechanics is in demand right now. It is a 60-page graphic novel format, and it's action-adventure humor. And so uh, it's got time travel in it. It's got uh, crazy characters. Uh, Time just runs amok, a giant machine that is time itself. Um, it's it's crazy fun. Um, I had somebody uh explain to me, they they were like, it seems like the humor in, and it seems very European, like you know, and there's like there's there's a little bit of a Mobius vibe there and stuff. And I was like, definitely. And then they said the humor is kind of, you know, uh hitchhiker guide esque. Oh, right. You yeah. know, and, and things like that. It's very British. And so I was like, well, I like all that stuff, so you, know, you never know where you know or how these things happen, right? When you're creating, you're just channeling all these things that you like. So um, once that was said, I was like, "Holy crap! Yeah, that's exactly what it is." You know, so if you like those things, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide, you like even some of the Monty Python, you know, stuff, and and uh, somebody said it's kind of time bandit ish, uh, you know, where you know you it's funny because somebody told me this was after the fact you you create stuff and then people say were you thinking this when you came up with and they're like you know uh time bandits those those the midgets or the little people or whatever we're calling them these days those guys were janitors and I was like those guys were janitors yeah like they worked for the almighty what being or whatever and I was like Oh,
0: my gosh! That's crazy.
2: Hey, Pedro, what's up, Brother?
0: What's up, Pedro? Yeah, we're just wrapping up, Pedro. You're gonna have to go back and we re- rewatch it. But thank It'll you for joining. Right. Um, be- that's so funny. I love it. midgets, dwarfs, little people. who knows?
2: who knows? but but the thing is when when they they pointed it out, you're like,
0: oh my gosh,
2: maybe even you know some of some of that was getting into you yeah, know Thanks, yeah. yeah.
0: That's cool, man. Well, thanks for joining everybody. Uh, this was fun. I love talking to Art about shop. Basically, I could talk talk shop all day. So, uh, there you go. Well, we I should plug, we should also plug uh, Spilling the Ink of the Bro. Oh yeah, this uh, this Thursday, the Professionals Spilling the Ink, eight p.m. Uh, I think Dan Fraga is handling it this week. Yep. So we'll be over there. So definitely check that out. Art has a YouTube channel, so check out his YouTube channel and subscribe. Please subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell. So, you know, when we go live and Dennis and I will be back on Wednesday for comic stuff. uh, What we got that week. And we're going to review the latest Avenger storyline with the Phoenix. And then we'll be back Friday to talk WandaVision and a couple more uh, independent comic book reviews as well. So until you know, so then I, I,
2: I just had an idea. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I know you're trying to close hey, it down. Go but ahead. Uh, uh, I should have you on uh, you guys on and we should do uh WandaVision because I want to talk to somebody
0: who's who's watched it. Oh we're up on it. What's yeah. that? We're up on it. So oh, yes.
2: okay. Yeah, we should do a breakdown. Yeah, we should try to get together uh, or do a two-part breakdown. We'll do part of it on uh, your channel, and then we'll do part of it on my, the second
0: half on mine. Or by Either some- way, yeah, just let us know. Okay, yeah, I'll do that.
1: Yeah, that yeah, be fun. yeah we we, all, we have our own theories.
0: <laughs> I, I do too, and that's why it would be fun, right? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Cool, man. All right, guys, thanks for joining, and we'll talk to everybody later. Bye-bye. Bye,